You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. And the man, and the man feels no pressure. I am the man You are now entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-infected suicide machine. Welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how's your day? Good. How about you, Rob? Oh, very good. It's it's that Christmas relaxing time. Good for you. Yeah. Has it been calm at your place? Yeah, yeah. Hey, before I forget this, Electronic Media Collective. Can we get something easier to say than that? <laughs> right, EMC. Can we get these people to change that name? <laughs> yep. Hey, you guys are out. Sign back <laughs> up. That's it. <laughs> I fired you. But yeah, has it been calm at your place? Yeah, it has. It was a real, it's been a real nice sunny day today. Uh, actually, I fell asleep for like you tell by my hair. I fell asleep for like fifteen minutes or thirty minutes during the game a while ago. But it has been. It's been quiet. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a weird. It doesn't seem like it's Sunday. It seems like it's I don't know. Because uh, the other day it seemed like Saturday, which was Thursday. <laughs> yep. And it's like everything's weird right now. Yep. Uh, Till tomorrow, it won't feel like a regular week. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, real quick, we got some people on here. John says, Happy New Year's to you and your family. Um, who else do we have? Rory says, Happy Christmas from Birmingham, UK. Hey, Rory. Real quick, before I forget, everybody keeps asking me about this glass. Two things. One, it's this lady that keeps it cool. And then if you notice, it's a small serving size. And Rob knows this, everyone. My weakness is juices. Not, 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 not so much Mountain Dew anymore, but juices. So if I drink this much, I don't drink as – what is that? <laughs> that's oh, you oh afraid God. of fruit juice yeah exactly so um <laughs> I, again i use it for that and it's, and it's insulated keeps it cool and then it, it lowers the amount of sugars i do drink when i drink something bad that's a good idea actually yeah i on the other hand have a jug of water <laughs> well there you go water's good for you uh our buddy kyle he says hi guys hey kyle uh scott says what's up dean says good evening sid and rob hey dean that's right. Dean is from the Isle of Man, if I believe right, which is five hours ahead of us. The Isle of Man or the Isle of Woman? Well, mm. uh-huh. He probably just says that. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, it's probably out of jerk. Even Val's here. Val's not working. Hey, Val. Happy Sunday. Past Merry Christmas and started your new year, Val. Hmm. I wonder why she's not working. There must be a game or something on, right? Well, yeah. What did she do? I forgot. She, uh, she, she works, helps the volunteer groups work the concessions at the stadiums to oh, make yeah. money for their charities. Right. That's right. Good for her. Yes. So 
I, uh, we chatted just a bit earlier. You have got a really cool song to suggest. Yeah, uh, I heard it the other day. It's just something different. You know, that's why I could, man, I, we could all think of something, something we hear every day. I'm trying to challenge people a little bit. And the song today is, um, uh, they just, him and this guy named Randy Isabel. And what was it? Where did we decide it was a uh, Barry or uh, BJ? Uh, it's Barry Gibbs. Barry Gibbs. Yeah. Right, from the BGs. <clears throat> and uh, I guess with this pandemic, everybody started just doing read redoing everyone else's songs and he did a bunch of his songs to country music changed some of the bg songs and what was the name of it, rob um it's with a guy named jason isabel and it's words of a fool words of a fool and it sounds nothing like a bg song and then also the bg guy which one did we thought it was this um, was uh, uh barry barry it doesn't sound like barry it's a little rougher uh, version of him. He must be older, which we know he is. Mm -hmm. But it's a really cool song. I heard it the other day. It's something different. Also, it'll lean people, if you haven't heard of Randy Isabel, then listen to him because he's pretty good. Uh, he's that new type of country. I tell people it's sort of like retro. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's, it's just a little different. It's not something you see on CMT and stuff like that. And that whole album sounds good. Um, it's a, it's a whole album of covers done country ish. Right. And he's got people there like Keith Urban, Little Big Town, Dolly Parton, Cheryl Crow, wow. John. There's going to be 12 tracks when it's uh, – I I think this is out now. Now, I think I asked – I put a couple songs out last week. I think one of them was Patty Loveless, I Won't Leave Harlan Alive. I don't know if you heard that. Again, I always said that sort of reminded me of wrestling. I've heard it a few times last month. And then what was the other one? Um, uh Oh, wait, something about the projects. Oh, there ain't no chimney in the projects. That's now, right. that's, that's a blues soul Christmas song. Uh, and I haven't heard anybody back on those two, and that disappoints me. So, everybody, you're out. Oh, here we go. Roberto O'Neill says, if you want a good song, do Dewey Cox Beautiful Ride. It's a Johnny Cash parody. I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. It's called uh, Walk Hard. No. And yeah, John C. Riley plays a, a Johnny Cash parody type character. Okay. And uh, the the songs in there are twisted, but they're so cool because they do sound like classic Johnny songs. Oh, really? Yeah. I will if I get a chance. I'll listen to something, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll thanks, Roberto. Yeah. Thanks, Roberto. Oh, Lee even says I saw Sid at a Johnny Cash festival three years ago in Dice, Arkansas. What old school country are you a fan of? Lee, uh, if you just, you must have just tuned in. You're out. Sign back <laughs> up. No, uh, <laughs> I'm into everything. If you saw me, Johnny Cash, you know I'm in Johnny Cash. Uh, three years ago, who was there that day? Um, this past year, there was um, oh shoot, what's the little Marty Stevens, Marty Rob, uh, yeah, Marty Stevens, what's it? yeah, the little bitty guy uh, was used to hang out with Travis Trill a lot. Um, Roseanne Cash, yeah, I go there every year. They didn't have it this year, or yeah, I think it would have just it would have just passed just a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, no, last month I think usually in November, but it was uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place that uh, that's really nice setup that uh, Johnny Cash Music Festival there at Dice. Um, it's right there in in a little cotton field where they put a little cotton around the place, right there where he was raised up in that little bit, that little bitty house. Lee said uh, Chris Christopherson was there. Yeah, Chris Christopherson was there that year. Uh, if that's the same year, too, Lee, remember 
it was sort of funny that year chris was doing a a solo with just a you know acoustic guitar and he kept going and going and going and finally he goes man and then uh dude comes out and whispers something in his ear he goes oh uh i guess i've gone a little too long <laughs> and they had to drag him <laughs> off the deal then they had a deal situation for him like to do an encore and he didn't show up so oh. maybe he was having too much fun you know he's the one who wrote that song Sunday morning coming down or Sunday morning sidewalk, whatever the two, the one real controversial about getting stoned in the morning. Oh, that's, that's common nowadays, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> common now. Uh, Kurt said, I want to crank up China White by the Scorpions and watch vi videos of Sid. There you go. No, um, I was watching, um, not to cut you short, Kurt, but I'm going to for a second. No, I like China White too. Um, but no, um, I was watching Ken Burns' music, country music thing last night on PBS. It was really good. It had Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. Now, I want everyone to understand, I don't just like country music. I just, I'm listening to it the, in the last few days because I listen to everything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about that as a kid, the music I was introduced to in the beginning, you know, it was just so much of it. And the first of it was country because everyone I was around was country then. You know, to see what was, um, of course, you go through that stage when you're fourth, fifth grade Elton John and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you know, it was, uh, it just went from Simon Garfunkel to Jethro Tull and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you know, it was like, wow, where did I get with all that from? You know, uh, I've got two quick ones here before we bring on our guest. Here's Lori. She said, Hey guys, Sid, I love the songs you recommended by Tadishi Truck Band. Uh, they're great. If you like them, I would suggest listening to a group called the Marcus King Band. Great soulful guitar stuff. Okay, thanks, Lori. And then John here commented, uh, I saw you sit at Leonard Skinner Memphis years ago with a bodyguard. You told me to be quiet so people wouldn't notice me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Leonard Skinner, too, that's probably one of my favorite bands. There's so much memories, so many memories. And as, as I was leaving here to go to um, Alabama for my first territory, you know, uh, I went to a Leonard Skinner concert. It was the first one without the lead singer. And they actually, they put a hat on his, the microphone last night. I think that was the first time they'd been around without him. So that was, again, that's a big memory for me, Leonard Skinner. And I used to have every CD or every cassette. We got a few of the albums now. It's just, Leonard Skinner is just one of those bands that just don't have a bad song. You, you listen to every oh, song yeah. on, the, on the album, you know. Exactly. And there's Damn. a lot of guitar, too. <clears throat> that's, that's the kind of sound I like. You know, I like three guitars on stage. You know, I don't like one, you know. I was yep. disappointed one with the ZZ Top. Just three, you know, three people. I was like, eh. Yeah, it's, it's got its niche, but. Yeah. Uh, Pam says, I can see Sid enjoying Cardi B. LOL. W-A-P. <laughs> yeah, it's Bernie. Bernie Sanders is the one that enjoys Cardi B. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Hannah here says, Dad always has music going through his house. Yeah, that's right, Hannah. How you doing, Hannah? Yes. Now, we have got a special guest to bring on. Uh, this is the gentleman who was supposed to be here a couple weeks ago, but had some issues. So we finally got him on. This is the amazing Gramazing. All right. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey, Rob. Hey, Sid. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Sid. It's a pleasure to meet you virtually. You too, man. How you doing today? Uh, I'm grimacing. I'm so sorry. No pun intended. Pun intended. Um, I'm a. I do virtual magic tricks. Um, I was a magician before this, and so in March, transitioning, I transitioned into virtual magic. 
I claim to be a wizard instead of a magician. It's just my kayfabe, okay? Um, oh. well, they, <laughs> Sid, Sid, was, Sid was not having my magic trick at all. Nope. My that guess was, is the dog did something. <laughs> this was, I just got a hard no from Sid. <laughs> you didn't even get a word no. It's just, nope, I'm out of here. Just nope, just nope. For full disclosure for people, I got to meet Sid maybe for a couple seconds before we went live skis here. And oh, he's back. Okay, this is great. <laughs> well, he is a magician. He made me disappear. I did. <laughs> it was so fast. It was so fast. I didn't, Sid, I didn't realize I was that terrible of a magician. Well, you no, you're just that good. Okay. <laughs> you just made a big tear, turd just run away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to do a card trick through the internet with you. Now, it's really oh. hard to do magic through the internet because it requires a whole lot of imagination. You can't actually inspect the props I'm using. Um, but I think we can do this because, um, Sid, you have a huge imagination. Uh, we have four cards here. I want you to imagine they're the four queens, okay? And I've removed two of them. Are they the red or the black ones? It's your choice. Do I tell you? Yeah. Uh, the red ones. The red ones. I'm going to take one of the red ones, and I will stick it face up back inside of the four queens right here. Which queen out of the red ones was it? Was it the hearts or the diamonds? Sid, your choice. Diamonds. <laughs> oh, you put, you put a lot of thought into that. Now, I knew today that someone here between the two of you was going to say diamonds, so much so that there's only one card face up in this pack. Wow. It's the queen of diamonds. <laughs> now, Sid, not only that, this card actually comes from a different deck of cards. Wow. <laughs> I do realize yourself and everyone here watching are probably like, well, what if it was another one of the queens? I was so confident. I didn't even bring the other queens with me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's pretty good. Virtual, yeah. That's, Man, kinda, that's, that's awesome, dude. That's I awesome. I feel like we have a, a unique connection that has kind of started here virtually. I think this is going to work. Can I try another experiment with you? Is that okay? Sure, sure. Um, what I have here is the table cam. Sid or Rob, have you ever seen these five cards together like this before? Rob, I know you're a movie guy. You probably have. Sid, do you know what these cards are all about? No. Rob, do you? I think I do, only from Ghostbusters. Yeah, Rob, you're correct. They're, they have paranormal qualities about them. They're used for ESP or extrasensory perception. They were developed in the 1930s, um, and you'd hold up the cards and you'd try to guess to see if you knew what the shape was on the other side of the card. If it was the circle, the triangle, the cross, the three wavy lines, I call it the bacon or the square. Okay, and it's to see if we actually have extrasensory perception. You know when the phone is about to ring and you already know it's going to ring and you know who it is on the other end. Sid, does that happen to you? Um, yeah, all the time. See, so may okay. I think you're perfect for this. You're perfect for this, Sid. Um, out of all the cards, these are duplicates, by the way. Which one do you think this matches? The circle? well, I just said all the time. I'll I'll win this too easy. Let Rob do this one. Okay, well, <laughs> I will go back and forth, but we'll start with Rob. Rob, if you could choose the circle, the star, the cross, or the three wavy lines, or the box, which one do you think it is? Only because it sounds cool. I'm going to go with the bacon. The bacon. Okay, yeah. so the people that choose the bacon first are usually very Bruce Lee. They go with the flow, right? Be shapeless, formless, like water. That's kind of what the three wavy lines represent, Rob. I know you a little bit. You seem to be a really cool cat. Would you say that describes you? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's someone at home like, that's not Rob at all. That is not <laughs> yeah. Rob. No, it's positive. I like it. 
Sid, we're going to go for you next. Which one do you think this matches? The circle, the star, the cross, or the box? Um, I'll go the star. The star? It only makes sense. The star, the star is someone that like naturally wants the spotlight on them. Kind of, they're a, they're a showstopper. They're a superstar. Sid, we know you're a superstar. You saw the, the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a magician. You're cheating. I'm, I'm straight up cheating. You said star. It was your choice. Uh, Rob, you're next. Is it the cross, the circle, or the square? Uh, let's go square. The square. Now, That's if you chose the square. If it was the square first, square is all about rules and foundation, right? We're all about rules and foundation. There's two left. Sid, is this the cross or the circle? Cross. The cross. The cross is all about putting everyone else before yourself. Everyone else right. before yourself. And I've yeah. been listening to the podcast. That's very much you, Sid. And then the circle. Now, Rob, this is your last. I'm going to give you the last choice here. I can place this card here in the circle where you have all kind of left this one as the final choice. Or we can switch this one. Rob, should I switch this one? Or should I place it down on the circle? No, I trust us. I think we've nailed it. So we'll just set that right where it is. Perfect. And leaving the circle is, the circle is like the big picture, right? You can see the big picture of things. Now, if we get two right, <laughs> that's bonkers crazy. If we get three right, I think everyone in the chat has to somehow do an applause, whether it's with their hands or they, hit a, they do a number one in the chat or something like that. There we go. If we get all five right, um, I don't know, poop emojis, I guess. Look. <laughs> that's insane all wow. five correct and you guys you both made all those choices yourselves i didn't switch anything this isn't well, a, hold on a second you're 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 waving at the card but yeah you got your hand up in your face yeah yeah my, my hands are in two places at once <laughs> yeah, <hold> on <laughs> you're a crappy magician <laughs> cream maisy whatever you call yourself green maisy wow i got that <laughs> Remember, so if you'll try that any poker game in the South, we'll kill you down here. Oh, no. Do you want to? Ooh, do you want to? Wow, wow, where'd you find this guy? <laughs> I caught him like on the first trick. <laughs> he had his face going. He's like picking his nose and doing it at the same time. It's like, wow. That's wanna, magic. That's real magic. That's real magic, man. Sid, I had a feeling you, something like this. Sid, are you, are you a card player? Uh, um, no. Oh, yes and no. Yes, yeah, so I know. What would would you ever play? Would you? What's your uh, favorite card game to pass the time? I used to curl uh, before, like you know the curling, the game curling, and we right. used to always play cribbage. That was the game that we would play. I used to play rummy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh that's, that's a great game too. There you go, there you go. For this trick, go it doesn't it. matter the cards we use because War. I'm just going to try to personalize them for the two of you, okay? Because we can't really choose the cards. Um, Sid, you were talking about music before. If you could name any song that's really important to you, what would be that song? Um, let's see. Um, Born on a Bad Sign. Born on a Bad Sign? Under a Bad Sign. Born Under a Bad Sign? Why is that yeah. song so important to you? Uh, just that's the kind of luck I've had since I met Rob. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm going to write that right there. Born under a bad sign. I wrote that right there for you, Sid. Okay, now, Rob, I'm going to get you to choose a card, too, okay? It doesn't really matter the card we use. I'm just going to write something here for you. So same kind of question. Is there a song that's important to you, Rob? Um, uh, I listen to so much. Um, <laughs> you, did, 
the, the one that jumps in my head is Devil Went Down to Georgia, but that's too too long to write on that card. I'll just put, I'll just put Devil Went Down. But why is that one so important to you? My dad used to play that all the time in the truck whenever we were going anyplace. He had, like, I swear to God, the Charlie Daniels cassette. Uh, oh, really? Yep. For me, it's CCR because my mom is the biggest CCR fan. Yeah, um, I so I'm going to try something with these two cards that we've personalized for both of you. I'll show you these two cards. So um, we got Born Under a Bad Sign for you, Sid, and we also have Devil Went Down. And I apologize for my terrible penmanship. I'm a wizard, okay? I'm a wizard. I'm not an author or writer. We have computers now. But watch the two cards, okay? I'm going to fold these in half like this. And then with as much strength as I have in my little wizard arms, I'm going to tear both cards in half at the same time. See that? Um, yep. I'm going to take your pieces, Rob. I'll stick them in this hand and I'll crush them, Sid. I'll crush your pieces in this hand. And if I were to squeeze hard enough, maybe with like the claiminess in my hands, I can cause these pieces to go back together. Like a natural adhesive. <laughs> Spider-Man sticks to the wall. <laughs> it's gross when you call hand goop a natural adhesive. But watch, look. Uh, okay, I can see from here, maybe I got a little too excited. I've made a small mistake. There are half of each card in both uh, in my hands. Um, this is okay. I did all the steps right. Um, sometimes you do everything right and things don't work out, but they end up a little bit more magical, right? Take a look at this. Wow. Now, you know, no, no matter if, if you're picking your nose or not, that's hard to do with all the writing and everything else. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's good. Yes. Wow. Look at that. And those are really stuck together. Two different cards. No right. tape, no glue. You know, Rob, the first the first trick I had also doubts about it because, you know, it was cards. And they, when his hands were moving across over the top, things were, from our, my view, it was like glittering. And it was moving a little bit. But that right there, even though there was a little, you know, with the computer glitch there, um, <laughs> you know, still you could. I mean, you got two cards, they're in half, now they're together. Yeah, That's hard to do in that kind of time frame. That's pretty good, buddy. Sid raises a great point with that computer glitch in there. Can I try Can I try one last thing with you, Sid? Is that okay? Sure, man. Um, I want to be as fair as I can. Now, I have this deck of cards that I can pass to you through the internet. It's an invisible deck of cards. Will you take this from me? Here you go. Yeah, perfect. Grab that. Awesome. This is my favorite. Yep, pull it right out. Now, Sid, pull those cards out of the box. <laughs> and keep the box nearby because we will need it. You're going to pass that deck back to me. And then what I want you to do, mix up the cards, too. You can shuffle them up as much as you want. Those cards look so tiny in those ginormous hands. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then can you spread out the cards so you can see all the faces, Sid? And there's going to be one card that stands out to you. It might not be your favorite, but there's just one there that stands out to you. I want you to pull out that card. And then I want you to, sh before you show everyone, I'm going to look away. I'm a level seven wizard. I can see invisible cards, so I'll look away. But I want you to show everyone at home just like this. I'll, I will look. Perfect. Now, Sid, take that card and stick it back in the cards while it's facing everyone else. So technically, it's the only card that would be reverse in the deck and then close up all the cards. Perfect, and then give them one more mix. This is amazing. And then Sid, can you put those cards in the box for me? Perfect, and then hand them right back to me virtually. 
Perfect. Um, now I have a pack of cards here. Hopefully you can see this. If oh not, the, if not, the acid is really working, right? Right. <laughs> Sid, um, you looked at one card you showed everybody. Um, just so we're all playing the same game, Rob and all the viewers that are watching along, what was the card that you pulled out and showed everybody? Joker. Not the Joker, though. We, no. <laughs> There's no Joker in the deck. This is a Joker. I want to see a card with my face on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, King of Diamonds. The King of Diamonds. Yeah. The King of Diamonds. Look at this. Inside this deck of cards, there's one card reversed because you had this deck of cards in your hands. You reversed one card, one card only. Oh my God. You could have said any card out of all 52, even though you said a joker. <laughs> you said the king of hearts. Diamonds. Diamonds. Ooh. Now remember at the start, you said the queen of diamonds too. It's so similar. Why? Wow, man. Awesome. That's good. No, that's good. That's good, man. <laughs> well, that was worth the show right there, guys. Sid, thank you so much. I really do appreciate. It. While I'm here, because I I'm so happy. I'm I really feel privileged to be on your wow, podcast. Get, get to meet you. Um, I don't look at. I'm 34. I was a real deal fan of yours in the late 90s, growing up as a kid, and to spend some time with you here quickly and watch your podcast. You're such a patient uh, man, but watching you on TV, you were so intense. You were so intense. Right. What? How did you? What got you like so intense before your, a match? Or who even told you like you gotta you gotta amp up so that the people in the back can see you? Like who? Where did you where did you kind of learn those theatrics? Who was the main inspiration? Well, again, uh, there was a bunch of people that that got me to that point. And then I tell people this too: um, there were so many characters within that character, you know, that was there. You know, of course, the the guy in black was Johnny Cash, but I had Hannibal Lecter in there, I had John Wayne in there too. Uh, do, you know, don't take a step back. Uh, but there was a lot of things. That I did a lot of reading myself in different type of books. Believe it or not, one of the, my books I went to for a lot of interviews was the Billy Graham Daily Devotional. Talks about death and a lot of things like that. And Billy Graham, in my opinion, a lot of people want to hear this, and this isn't a religious deal. This is He was a really powerful speaker. And he knew how to speak, you know what I mean? How to bring it up, bring it down. And he was always... A little louder than soft, and then as he got older, he got softer. When he actually, as he got older, he was actually better to listen to, and that's what made me think. Well, let me bring these down sometimes. So, um, but again, like I was, um, I remember people one time, Pat Patterson, who just passed away. I remember I was sitting there just like I am now. He goes, "Man, won't you get ready for this? Get yourself ready." I said, "When I walk through that curtain there, man, I'll be ready." And uh, over through the whatever it was, and because I didn't want to spend any energy in the dress room getting pumped. I would do a little push-up or something. Not much. I didn't have to because I didn't want to get blowed up. And I was going to do all my pose, you know, flexing out there, you know. Um, so, again, it was just um, – and it was a business. You know, I, that's what – I knew that's what made me – people say, man, I believe that guy, you know. Nice. What you got behind you there? Me? Yeah, is that an amp behind you? Amp. Oh. That's actually right by his head. That's his microphone. No, but behind, behind, looks like. Is that not an amp next to your dresser? 
Oh, are they over here, this is three suitcases. Oh, okay. I can't see that. Three suitcases. Yeah, like those are man. those are my old showcases that I used to perform with when we oh, okay, do, cool. do things in person, right? Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. So the, the small shot looked like maybe an amplifier or something. You know what? I really wish I was musically gifted. I'm not. That's why I'm a magician. <laughs> but you're good you're a good magician, man. What a really nice treat you were to have today on the show for everyone. I really appreciate that. Well, I think it's really special too at the end of the year, celebrating sharing some magic, right? Um, this year's been, um, I actually have something really special that my friend made for me, and I'll show this just as my one last thing here. But if, Sid, if you were to describe this year in one word, what would you say? <laughs> tough. Just tough. Man. Tough. Rob, what about you? Um, actually, I would have to go similar, only probably be a little bit more graphic. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so for me, for me, I'm a I'm a wizard, and I deal in the realm of impossible, and that's what a lot of people would describe this year as is totally impossible, especially right. yeah. like what are we going to do for business and everything. But here we are at the end of the year, right? At the end of the scope, looking at the year backwards, and really everything kind of turned out to be very much possible in some oh, sort of unique so cool. way. Wow! Yeah, man. Right. Well, let me ask you: Is this is is this COVID? Has it affected you and your? Do you do stand up? I'm just asking. I'm a live performer and I'm based in Canada in Southern Ontario. So we're okay. currently in lockdown. And actually since March, uh, I had to like return all my deposits. All my gigs were canceled. Uh, so oh. I switched my background though is TV broadcasting. I spent uh, 10 years working at a local TV station, CHCH TV. And they, the cameraman used to do local wrestling too, like uh, Maple Leaf wrestling and all that stuff. Um, but I, I gave up that career two years ago to pursue magic full time. And the timing on that is weird. But oh, I've transitioned uh, no. with all my broadcast knowledge into doing virtual magic now. Um, wow. And it's been really successful for me. It's been pretty good. That's awesome, man. You do a really good job there. Now, a lot of people are going virtual. Do you think this is something you'll do even when things get back to normal? Or do you think you'll uh, this will be something you won't do anymore? Um, I like how this is turning an amazing show. This, is, um, this will be a service forever, I think. Uh, there are companies that will value the virtual shows and entertainers for their team meetings some companies will stay virtual and allow remote working while everyone else like a lot of people are excited but there's also an opportunity for hybrid events right doing a live event plus doing it virtually i think it's opened up the doors to new possibilities and really pushed us all into a virtual landscape fast right i mean even yourself right well if you if you talk about uh doing virtual and live too that would be tv True, true, but there's a different element when you're when it's virtual. Don't put, don't put a cherry on top of the ice cream yet, okay? You're fine. Sign back up. Get out of here, Rob. That's it. But Sid, Sid, the difference in, in virtual is that I know. I'm talking to you right now and the comments fly up, right? There's this extra interaction. No, I know. I'm just joking. I'm just I know what you're doing. Hey. I, well, I'm some people think that this is TV. I know this girl. I can't remember her name. I first started doing this podcast, and she – she doesn't refer to this as podcast. She does refer to this as a uh, TV or, you know, uh, some people do refer to this like With that. Some people, this is their television. They watch yeah. YouTube. They watch well, Facebook. I can see this. I'm telling you, I'm sick of cable. And I'm not kidding. I'm so sick of cable. I'm thinking about getting rid of it. This would be something you could spend your time doing. Yeah. Uh, John's got a question along the same vein. Sid, were there any wrestlers that performed magic tricks or had odd talents they were eager to show backstage? Uh, yeah, that one was, uh, it really wasn't magic. It sort of was when Brian Knobs would pretend to be Dusty Rhodes and walk around naked with a pair of cowboy boots and <laughs> flop his, his balls on the back of his butt. 
<laughs> now, that's a true story. And he did that, I don't know, at least 10 times or more through since I knew him. So that was a, a transformation of some type. Yeah. Well, Jerry Lawler has the background of using flash paper. And that's yep, there you go. the magic world, right? Right. Okay. I'm still stuck on Brian Knobs. That's that's <laughs> That's well, supposedly, and I never saw Dusty do that, but supposedly Dusty did that all the time. Walk around the dress room just naked with cowboy boots. And then, uh, so Brian was really good at imitating people. And he would do that, talk just like Dusty, walk around and start doing that uh, motion. And it was uh, really crazy to watch. The, the guy could really do it too. I mean, you could hear it go, flop, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, boots, are, boots make that sound, don't they? That's... Oh, yeah, they're boots, man. <laughs> He didn't have much of an extension, but he had a huge sack. <laughs> you know, fat guys don't really have much of an extension. Um, JD asks, all the best in the new year to you, Sid. Who would be your top five players to watch in the NBA this season? Rest in peace, Luke Harper, Dallas 77, Clippers 27 at the half. Man, it's going to always be the same. I really enjoy, um, of course, LeBron James. He's just a big bully. You know, he's just a big physical. I like I like his defense, assists, steals, blocks, everything. Um, they're gonna probably win the you know championships again. Championship again this year. The Lakers. I that's who I picked last year. But um, I really don't watch a lot of the NBA because they they're lazy for the most part. They take too many nights off. They don't. Again, even LeBron, who's one of my favorite players, a couple of years ago when he played for Cleveland. They could have been the number one seed, and they took the night off and accepted the number two seed, knowing they had a good chance they were going to win, in which they did. But, again, it's just they're lazy, you know, like the NFL. So I really don't really enjoy watching them until it gets to the playoffs. Okay, I can get that. Uh, Kurt has a good comment. He goes, I'm seriously honest here, but when Sid showed us his invisible card, I said King of Diamonds because Sid is the king, so that's why I chose it. Wow. Okay, Kurt. Oh, and here's a good one. We described the year in one word. Sid, if you could describe your career in one word. Um, awesome. No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, just, it was just, um, honestly, I don't think about my career that much to describe it even in a sentence. But um, it's just, again, I didn't take this business serious. I, I took it as a business and um, tried to get the most out of it, what I could to get in and out, you know. Um but I'll tell you what, it was fun. It was fun. There we go. Yeah. Uh, even the doctor, Dr. Steele said, this is my TV. Yay. Hey. And the other side productions said, this is indeed my TV. So there are, this is television for some people. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Other side says, I feel like I've seen Gramazing perform before. Where did he get his start? Oh, me? Wow. So in I... the hall. <laughs> there we go. I love that show. <laughs> uh, for me, I started doing restaurant magic in Southern Ontario throughout Brantford, Hamilton, and Burlington. And then I've done comedy clubs throughout Southern Ontario and then corporate events too. Uh, so that's kind of, that's my main thing. Very cool. Uh, let me see here. Pam asks you, Sid, what kind of tricks would you play on the boys backstage? You know, honestly, I, I've, I, I've talked about this where I really wasn't one to play tricks. But if I felt like I needed to, and again, this is what type of tricks you had to you know that they considered was a trick, you know, was like crap into someone's bag. And I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to crap in a, in a toilet at an arena. I'm not, you know, I'm not kidding. I was real weird about that. I couldn't crap in front of a bunch of people. I had to go back to my hotel and stuff like that. 
But if I needed something like that done, I would pay Steve Lombardi and Bruno to do that, like 50 <laughs> bucks. And uh, I, I had them crapping a lot of people's bags, <laughs> uh, however. There are people that will do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here is another one. Um, Sid, can you shoot on Dick the Bruiser? Interested in your opinion? I couldn't shoot him. I mean, I could just tell what I know of him. Uh, I met him a few times. Um, flew, we were on a flight together one time where we talked a little bit. But Dick the Bruiser, his son-in-law is a really good friend of mine, Spike Huber, who's married Dick's daughter, uh, Charlotte. I believe that's her name. It's been a few years since I've seen him. Actually, it's been about nine years. But, um, Really good people. Uh, Dick was a shorter, you know, a smaller guy, but had that really dark, you know, big voice. From my understanding, you know, was ran that territory there in St. Louis, and that was like his, you know, him, Harley Race, and all of them. So, uh, other than just, you know, knowing him, meeting him just a few times, really nice guy. Hmm. If that's what you're, you're talking about shooting. I think so. <laughs> I wouldn't shoot on Dick DeBruzzi, as you know, man. Uh, Andy said, Hey guys, missed the last couple of podcasts. Hope you're both well and staying safe. Andy missed our episodes. Andy, you're fired. That's it. You're off. You're kicked out. You're unliked. <laughs> Unfriend. I'm gone. Unfriend. You're gone. Uh, Victor Murphy says, what are your thoughts on Justin Heber? Number 10 of the chargers. He's good. He's doing a lot better than everyone thinks or thought he was going to. Um, you know, the, you know, I think the question everyone's asking was it, would you have taken him now or Tua from Alabama? Everybody's saying they would have taken Justin Huber first. So he's bigger, he's physical, but I think he's really good. He's got a future now. I've only said, for for instance, one quarterback coming out of the NFL that I was right on, only one quarterback that I really thought had the chance to be the next big deal, and that was Andrew Luck. And uh, he just quit football last year. Um, you know, just said he had enough. Um, and he really could have been the best, you know, quarterback we've seen maybe in a long time but um i don't see a lot of good quarterbacks right now i don't see him sticking out like andrew luck or you know peyton manning we everybody knew that he was going to do real well um but there's really not been another quarterback that you know jumps out like that and see i think this is where you and grimazing have a connection because we saw his magic and your predictions this yeah. year have been like magic i swear yeah. to god that's <laughs> No, I've, I've been pretty good on that, man. Yeah, it's, um, it's almost like you know, you see. We know, Rob, you know, the two teams remember in college football this year I picked that were really big underdogs, mm -hmm. and they were playing big teams. Well, they they played each other yesterday, and the thing about it was the underdog won the, won the game. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> the underdogs and the two underdogs, see? This is what I mean. Like, man, he was picking stuff left, right, and center. He goes, you want me to predict your future? It's like, no. You're being too <laughs> No, keep it to the football. It's totally fine. Yes. Uh, hey, I've got a joke. Um, I got a joke, and then I, I've got um, – I want to talk about diet real quick, too, before we get out of the show. You know, Real quick about diet, everyone. I'm going to um, start my New Year's resolution. You know, always, I start my New Year's resolution a few days before New Year's. I'm going to try to start tomorrow. That's just to put something into your day every day, a little bit of fitness in there. And I'm going to start working out, you know, trying to make – and I'll try to make 100 days in a row without missing. I'm not saying everyone has, everyone else has to do it, but there's something you can try to do. So in the next – you know, see, uh, today we'll have a show before New Year's Eve, before or maybe New Year's – we might do a New Year's Eve show. We'll figure it out. 
But if anyone's interested or need help with their fitness in the beginning of the year, let me know. We'll try. I'm trying to figure out a way to do it. If um, I'm going to start like posting my workouts in the morning, just saying I'm there. What happened is this. I know this guy named Dr. Flynn over in Memphis. This is totally off of what we're going to talk about real quick. And he helps people with his – he's got a TV show on cable there. And he helps by just putting out his uh, email address saying uh, – or text me that if you've got a goal, what he's trying to help people that are struggling with all different kinds of things. But say you're just trying to get and find a job tomorrow. This isn't about jobs. This is about working out. But it's, sometimes you just have to be accountable to someone. So if you think you're going to – you know, if you say to me, hey, Sid, you know, we're going to be at the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning, then, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can find out that you are or not. So if anyone's interested in the same, make a New Year's resolution, he wants a little help, I'm willing to help anyone on that. So enough of that. Now, uh, I came, I made up a joke the other day. I want to tell everybody real quick. All right. So there were two turtles. They were in the bathtub, right? Now, listen real quick. When I tell my kid this joke, and I've told you this joke for 20 years, and he still laughs at it today. This is how good this joke is, okay? So there's two turtles in the bathtub. And the one turtle says to the other turtle, hey, hand me that bar of soap over there. The turtle says, hey, man, what do I look like? A typewriter? Typewriter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. Y'all space it, but I I made that joke up. (laughs) No, actually, a guy made this joke. A buddy of mine used to open up for us at 5 o'clock in the morning years ago at the gym. And he always worked He worked at FedEx. He always had some stupid joke to tell us every morning. So, like, he's always tried to have one. So, I said, what's the joke today? He's, you know, he had one bad eye. He looked real confused. But he told me that joke. And I went, you jerk. You know? <laughs> but I tell that joke to other people. And sometimes they laugh. <laughs> so, you're a magician. You make that joke funny, okay? You know, I'll work on it. I'll work on that, yeah. Now, uh, I heard somebody say this on the country music uh, show last night. I can't think of the artist. He's a pretty funny guy. He told this one country music guy, he goes, you ever notice about chickens when they gain or lose weight? They, it never shows in their face. That is so true. They, you know that? They always stay so thin. It's always yeah, the same. Yes. The same. Sometimes they get the dangly underneath. But... Yeah, but I said their face. Okay, true, true, true. Their face, their face. Oh, topic change. Uh, the other side production said, Sid, what do you think is the biggest problem in the Detroit Lions? Why can't they win with such talent? They have some of the smallest win-loss points margin, tons of comeback. What's up? It's Jeff, by the way. I don't think they really have a lot of talent. You know, since Megatron, they've got a, a good quarterback. But, um, you know, they've never had, you know, since Matt Millen, and a lot of people say he wasn't really a good GM or a CEO, whatever they call him. Um, again, you just need everything. You need a new general manager. You're going to have to get a new quarterback because Matthew Stafford wore out. Uh, and you just need everything. You need receivers. You need a running back. You need a defense. Uh, and again, it helps you get a good coaching staff in there, a good, good defensive coach that gets the defense going. And you got to get some – right now, too, everyone, the NFL has changed. I, I thought about this, this today. You know, we're – they're they're making the change that now the NFL quarterback where they're um you know they're running they're they're more like the college game than they said they'd never get to this you know all right so what I'm going to see in the future would be like this like what baseball is doing where they've gone to analytics for instance 
you know, the Dodgers and the teams are always competing for the World Series every year, like the Astros and um, and even the Nationals year before. They didn't have a, the greatest, but they always almost have two starting position players for every position. Other than you say you're, you're you say if you got like uh, Alex Rodriguez, you know you're not going to rotate him. You know what I mean? But you're going to rotate a few p- people on teams. You know what I'm talking about? And so I'll see in the future, like you got Matthew Stafford is you're pretty much just a pocket passer now. You get a mobile quarterback, and you'll have to have both of them because the mobile mobile quarterback won't be able to go all the time because he's going to be hurt sometimes. And some place on analytics going to say you really don't need a mobile quarterback right here. Or if you project you you're having a mobile quarterback that this opens this. You know, I think analytics one day we're going to see two starting quarterbacks for some teams, like we see in the college. Interesting. Analytics are talking about it all the time. It's just when they see a place for it, they're going to put it, they're going to implement it. Trust me. That does sound intriguing. Excuse me. Um, Daniel's got a question here. Hey, Sid, how did you find Kerry Von Erich? Is it true he added only one foot? I'm going to be honest with you. I rode with Kerry some, and I never knew that. We all assumed it. everyone Everyone else probably knew but me. I just didn't ask. I didn't, you know, that's not my business. So, I mean, he never took his boots off. So you assume something, you know, he even showed up in the gym with his wrestling boots on. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Think about Kerry though. He didn't have to work out. He looked like that regardless, you know, uh, he really did. Here's a comment from Dean, Dean Morgan. Uh, he goes, I remember on the first episode of the podcast, Sid said, if I'm ever in his town, he'll make sure he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, too. <laughs> well, everybody, Dean's from overseas, right, UK? Yep. You can't come here now, Dean. Not okay. a, not a, a negative test or whatever. Oh, I think it was Dr. Stevel who shared a post with me, and it said, in 2019, I was told away, told to stay away from negative people. Now, in 2020, I'm told to stay away from positive people. <laughs> That's so fitting. Uh, Lori has a comment. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. Where did it go? Here it is. Uh, Sid, I think it's great to share your workout tips. Yes, accountability is definitely key. And as far as health, hope everyone is remembering to take their vitamin D, B, C, zinc. I'm seeing more and more COVID studies about this. No, Lori, you're right. I've heard a bunch of just the last couple of days people talk about that. And um, I've just run out of my D and stuff, but I'm going to D, C, and E uh, as well. Um, just one is just because I'm, I'm starting my diet back. When we diet, we need our extra vitamins and minerals. But it definitely, I'm hearing more and more about that very thing all the time. Sid, what is the, what's the like core um, elements to your diet? Well, man, um, honestly, it's for a successful diet, you want a white meat and a, a good vegetable and um, keep it like that. Now, what I started you know, looking at magazines years ago, just looking at food magazines, and I wasn't really paying it, wasn't reading them, just looking at the kill time. All of a sudden, I paid attention to it, and I noticed every plate of food had something like a fish or a piece of chicken, and it's sometimes pork which is a white meat and every once in a while lean cut of red meat but it always had usually you know a steam or stir fried vegetable with a either rice or something like that then always a bean on the plate so i started going back to that uh beans are the only vegetable that have uh, protein when you look at your best 700 
50 or so carbohydrates are all beans for that very reason. So um, just, it, for instance, when you break down diet, for instance, you know, we know that uh, 2,000 calories, you, you won't gain weight, you won't lose a lot of weight, but you'll slowly lose a little bit of weight. So that's called calorie counting for the most part. That's what it says when you read about it. Anything, you know, say to 1,500 calories to 2,000 is calorie counting. Anything below 1,500, they call it extreme calorie counting. So that's what I set my goal for, things like that. When No, don't hit that all the time. But then once you start dieting, that to me, it becomes, a, you know, becomes competitive. I'm kept competitive with myself about dieting. So then I'll start making those little things. But, you know, for instance, a, a chicken quarter, 200 calories. So I could literally have, you know, five of those in a day. You know, that's still only 1,000 calories. I think with the skin, it's 220, but I don't use the skin. So I can have four or five chicken quarters with just a serving of a vegetable and um, little or no rice and just uh, that bean. And that right there, Rob, I'll tell you, I've lost, I lost uh, 52 pounds like that. And I've gained a few back uh, just because I said I was going to. It wasn't because I did I want to. I, I wanted to. So uh, got burned out. And I tell everyone about diet as well as that. One, you know, you get down and you only have a few pounds to lose, you're going to get burned out. So I didn't burn myself out. I took, you know, I went A, B, C, D, two Z. I didn't go A, two Z. And so uh, I pulled back. I ate a few, you know, went through the, you know, the holidays. Now, again, like I said, a few days before the first year, I'm gearing into it. I don't want to start the first. I'm going to start a couple of days before. That way I'll get used to it. I'll have a few extra days ahead of myself. Now I'm beating myself, you know, so. No, that's what you do. You just add, you go A, B, C. And then when I get back down, you know, lose another 15 pounds where I was, then I'll start really grinding and try to get back down. My goal is to see how fit and what great, the greatest shapes I could be in by, by summer this year. Now, I noticed you said white meat. Is there a difference between white meat and dark meat that affects the body? Well, yeah. You know, for instance, red meat, we're thinking uh, steak, and it's just full of cholesterol. Now, the upside to steak, red meat, it's a tougher texture. And then your body could pull the protein we need from it, you know. But then, again, I'm not going to try to make it complicated right now. But protein is something we don't need with every meal like I've taken all my life. So now I'm trying to have some meals with just, you know, just a side of, you know, just a side of beans in a, or, uh, or just a, I'm not going to salads, but just something, you know, like a thing of yogurt. I don't have, I'm trying to have meat with every meal anymore. Okay. Uh, here was a, this one I put it before, but this is for Gramazing. Have you ever had another, and I believe he means magician in your audience? How did that play out if you have, and do magicians talk shop and teach each other tricks like wrestlers help? Uh, interesting question. I feel like this is probably the same with wrestling where there's obviously other people in the same, um, like, you know, there's other magicians in the audience and sometimes you meet them and they're great people or you meet them and they're you're like your heroes and you're like, wow, this is, and then you talk shop, of course, you stay out really late or you meet someone that is a total like, you know, jerk who tries to tell you how you should be doing it correct and all these things and they're not totally a, a you know, a comrade and, and things like that. And there's, and there's also times too, when you run into a magician, they start saying like, Oh, I know your trick. And they call it out as you're performing them. And that's, you know, that's not the best way because if you're a magician or if you're in the wrestling business, you know that this is a team effort. We're all working together. Right. So, I mean, if you're a magician and you stumble into um, some other magician show, you actually know how to make that show even better for the magician. So why not play along and make it even better and exciting for everyone? But yeah, it happens and it's fun. It's fun. 
I think that that reminds me a lot of that show that Penn and Teller have. Um, Fool us. Fool us. Yeah. So they will sit there and, and dissect what's going on on stage. But even when they're talking to the people, they're using different codes. Yeah. Yeah. So Fool us is like where the hobbyist can be enjoying magic because if you're a hobbyist in magic and you're watching magic, these professionals as Penn and Teller kind of rip apart the thing and they're talking in little secret code. It's the same as when you listen to a wrestling podcast and people talk in, you know, like in kayfabe words and things like that. And you're like, Oh, I know the lingo a little bit. It's this. And that's what Penn and Teller fool us has done for the magic industry is exposed a little more and created more fandom because magic is uh, right below mimes and juggling. I think <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, John's got a question for you. Sid, what are your thoughts on the benefits of using a sauna for your overall health? Weight loss, muscle relaxation. You know, I used to, I'd call it, i treat myself to a day of fitness once in a while. You know, on Sundays, when, this is truly, this was like taking a day off. I'd go to some really nice gym that had a sauna, a, a whirlpool, steam, uh, swim pool, the whole thing indoors. And I'd go there and have a really long, extensive workout, cardio. And then I'd take a meal with me and have a meal inside the dressing room. Then I'd go in there and just sweat for an hour and do lap running in the pool and just and then get right back to the sun and steam. And what that does is sweats out the impurities and stuff like that. It just makes you feel good. Um, and we used to do that quite a bit. I just like going in them. I don't know if it's fit. I do too, man. It, it, well, it's just relaxing. Then after we do that, we'd all meet, meet everyone at the gym. We'd all go someplace and have a big lunch. You know, usually there's a place that had all you could eat sushi on Sundays. So we'd all go to that afterwards, you know, so after, you know, running laps and all that, man, we were starving. Yes, those, I remember buffets fondly, you know. <laughs> Hopefully we can have buffets again. No kidding, man. Uh, Graham, do you have any last question for Sid? I know, like you said, being a fan, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you don't, I can pull some. My only last question will be, and this will be kind of my adios and goodbye to you. I appreciate you having me on the show would be Sid, if you're currently watching the product right now, is there a stand or even just, you know, you hear word from wrestling news and things. Is there a wrestler that is just standing out to you? That's an up and coming wrestler right now that just seems no, to get it. No, I really don't, man. I'm not saying, I'm just saying it to be honest. I've really been watching a lot of wrestling lately. Um, well, I'd say at least, you know, I've been watching AEW since they started just to see something new. Then I started comparing the two, um, uh, WWE's picked up their deal, especially in the production, quite a bit in the last few years. But I still don't see any talent. I don't, you know, I, I still, you know, I like, I've always liked Roman Reigns, uh, Brock, uh, Brock Strowman. Uh, um, there's a lot of guys, even the smaller guys. I'm not just picking on, picking up. But even those guys, other than Brock, and you can't say, can't use him in an equation because he's not there full time. You can't say, is he going to help our territory because he's not, because he's not there full time. So, as far as full-time guys, I really don't see anybody saying uh, starting tomorrow and selling the place out. But that's not going to happen anyway because of the pandemic. I've said this for, you know, I say this every week. What's really going to help the business is this pandemic because the business was as low as it could get. Now, the AEW had, had that first where they were selling out. Now, I heard this and don't know this, but they say that that was all. Chris Jericho had worked that out, was a sponsor, how they got those sellouts. You did notice where there are other shows right before the pandemic were really coming down for its attendance. I would love to see how that would have worked out because I know that there was nobody on that show that could do that kind of business continuously. I wanted to see that because what did I say, Rob? When they get on TV, what they'll do, 
they'll expose themselves what they are not. Yep. Okay, and that's what they've done. So, again, um, I don't see anybody in that territory sticking out, you know, saying this is going to be the next guy um, or the next woman. I don't see it with the WWE either. And I haven't seen everybody there, but I, um, I've seen pretty much, I'm sure, who they got on top. You know, I just don't see it, you know. But, again, when, this, when people feel comfortable, it's going to do – I think everybody's going to do real well, you know. Uh, so if they can think of something that they just don't keep exhausting everything they have, because no one knows when this thing is going to clear off. Say, for instance, AEW, they've they shot so many of their angles without a crowd that they can't get those angles back. So you're going to go in there, you know, with everyone's going to be successful at first, okay? Everyone. Um, once everyone feels comfortable, I feel like. The only thing is I don't know if they'll come back all at once or they'll trickle in. And then it'll be sold out when once everybody feels comfortable. I don't. I, that's good for business too, because you can't get burned out for going. That's how people they, they go spend their money. And go, wow, that wasn't any fun. I'm not going back. You know what I mean? So that'll help a little bit. But then we'll see after six months when things clear off. You know, but I still don't see anybody. You know, I don't see anybody says, okay, this person is going to be sell out business every night. Yeah, I was actually talking about it just before this with a um, friend of the show, Macho Man Randy Santa, just about how no one on TV right now looks like they're in a believable fight. Like they're no. about to get into a fight. Everyone seems like we're at a Universal Studios stage show or something. It doesn't have the intensity of like, bring it. Right. You know, honestly, what they might, and I don't see how they could do this, but if somehow they could find a way to make this, you know, um, scripted stuff having appeal. Like, for instance, I feel like while everyone went to wrestling at least 20, 30 years ago, is because it's the same thing when you're at school, when you're here at cafeteria or at lunch or in, during class, there's going to be a fight out there. Everybody goes out to watch the fight, right? But now a lot of people are joining in to be in the fight. So that's why people watch wrestling in the beginning because they thought it was real and made it feel like it was real. Then when we knew it was a work, then it was like people like me went, you know what? It might be fake, but when Sid's out there, it's real. You know what I mean? Well, that one day Sid was out there, it was real. You know, so that's what I tried to do with all those characters within my character. These people don't have that because they're being told what their character is and don't bring in another character to this character we're telling you to do. So they're not having that freedom. You know what I mean? And then these guys probably don't know it either, you know, because not being taught that. Now, someone said to us, maybe uh, Rob said this, that Triple H said that these guys can't be trusted to do their own interviews and can't be trusted to think of their own stuff. Well, you have to learn from mistakes and you have to, you know, it's okay to always help people that can't help themselves, but then don't slow someone down. Let this person run as fast as they can run and jump as high as they can jump. I like that. Yeah, that's a really good answer. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really oh. appreciate it. No, really, Graham. It was awesome, man. What a great deal. I'm sure all our, our, our fans on the Vicious Circle enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We'd like to have you back sometime, Graham. Cool. Thank you so much, Robin Sid. I really do appreciate it. And happy holidays. Happy New Year to you both. You too. Talk to you later. See you guys. Awesome. Awesome, wasn't it? That was amazing. I, I don't know how he got the cards together. That I know, man. That was cool. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I'm going to bring up the last comment here because I know you and I briefly talked about this before the show. 
But Val said, hey, did you hear about the passing of John Huber from AEW, who was also with WWE before? Um, and the great Phil ne Necro of the Braves. Yeah, Phil Necro of the Braves. I heard it. I think he was 81 years old, Val. Now, what about John Huber? He was with AEW? That's Brody Lee. Oh, Brody Lee. Yeah, yeah, I did, Val. You know, that's the thing is, um, no matter what the situation, it's just, uh, I don't want to, I just... I'm not one of these people that can say, oh, he had a good life, blah, blah, blah. I don't really, I've never met the guy. I really enjoyed watching him in the ring. I really loved his style. Um, he just brought a new new dynamics to the ring for a big person. He was interesting. Um, man, I, I'll miss seeing him on TV very much. I don't know him. I don't know his family, but my condolences are out to him. I hope everything's okay. Um, and um I just hope everything works out for you. And any last words? Well, uh, I think we talked about it the other day. Uh, if anyone's interested, get in talk, uh, contact with us through our Facebook. If you're interested in maybe uh, kicking your New Year's off with the fitness in your life, I'm going to try to do mine a little bit. I think Rob's going to do his. Um, we hadn't heard him back on the songs with, uh, well, it's just been a couple of days. Um, on. No one's leaving Harlan alive with Patty Loveless. And what was the other one? Uh, Jason. Chimney in the projects. No, there ain't no chimney in the that's projects. Uh, of course, that's already too late now. I'm have to try to find some New Year's Eve songs. Now, um, with, within say next day or so, everyone get with us. If they want to, we can we did a Thanksgiving show, we did a Christmas show. If anyone wants to do a New Year's Eve, I've not heard of a New Year's Eve show. Because uh, you're usually everyone's out doing stupid stuff. Uh, but if everyone's home and want to do one, let us know. We might do one. Um, I don't know if what I'll do or not, Rob. If you what you're going to do, I'm kind of wondering if we should do a, a New Year's Day. That might be better. New Year's Day, yeah. Yeah. What day? What day of week is that on? The Friday. It's a Friday. Uh, yeah. Twentieth. Uh, that's just then one day before our podcast. Just one day in between. Two. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like we did this week because we had the Christmas Day one on Friday and then today. Right. right. So we had, uh, right, right. So we could do it next Friday? Yeah. And that's New Year's Day? That's New Year's Day. Oh, okay. I thought it was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that again, New Year's Day, and then we'll try to figure out from there. You got it. All right. In that case, I guess have a great day, Sid. Rob, you have a great day, and everybody listen to the Vicious Circle. Everyone have a great day till we tune back in either Friday or Sunday. We'll let everyone know. Um, again, right now, this is keep it safe out there, everyone. Um, we're past Christmas. We're heading into the new year, and we keep ourselves safe and wear a mask. We'll make it to the next year. Until then, I'm Sid Vicious. I'm the master and the ruler of the world. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Trebleclaw.